Three to Us on Saints Thomas More and John Fisher by Father Keith Baltrop. When I was training to be a priest in the English College in Rome, we couldn't get away from the teaching about the martyrs, not just hearing about it in sermons, but uh, around the gallery of our chapel was this most amazing series of frescoes of people uh, being martyred in all sorts of uh, highly uncomfortable positions, which I won't go into now. But we were just so aware that in England, I suppose on the one level our Catholic faith was so impoverished by the Reformation, so many things just came to an end. I was in Walsingham the other day and I think the, the ruins of the Holy House there and the Abbey are so symbolic of all that happened in England. But on the other hand, we have this wonderful richness of the martyrs. And the two martyrs who really stand right at the head of our martyrs are, of course, St. John Fisher and St. Thomas More. I was privileged for seven or eight years to live on the site of St. Thomas More's house in Chelsea. It's now part of the seminary of Allen Hall. There isn't anything remaining of the house. But I was very, very conscious of the privilege of living in the house where this great man had lived. St. Thomas More and St. John Fisher were both alike in some ways, but but also different. Uh, I think what's so wonderful about them is that they were in no sense narrow-minded men. They were part of what really was called a kind of humanistic revival of the Renaissance. They They were actually very open to new ideas, which made it so tragic that they had to give their lives for new ideas which they couldn't accept, that is the supremacy of the king over the Church of England and the complete alteration of the Catholic faith. Blessed John Henry Newman, who was beatified last year by Pope Benedict here, spoke eloquently about the way that Catholic teaching and life develops over the years, but he stressed that while it is continually growing, it doesn't mutate from one thing into another. So the the whole art of discernment is seeing, you know, is this new development that's taking place, is it something that's enriching our Catholic faith, is it drawing out something that's perhaps been a bit hidden in our tradition that the Holy Spirit wants to bring to light now, or is it a fundamental deviance, is it, is it a mutation that's actually going to harm uh, people. And what's so tragic about the Reformation in England is that so many of our bishops our monks and nuns even, and and certainly ordinary parish priests, so many of them, well, one's tempted to say they almost like rolled over and sort of gave in. Um, One doesn't want to judge them, and St. John Fisher explicitly said, I judge no one who who may have agreed to, to what King Henry VIII wanted to do, but my conscience tells me this is wrong, and I cannot alter that. St. Thomas More also didn't in any sense seek martyrdom, one would say that he used all his skill as a, as a lawyer, uh, the finest lawyer in the land probably, to, to, to avoid, if possible, having to make that ultimate sacrifice. But when uh, push came to shove, he was willing to pay the ultimate price. St. Thomas More is such a wonderful family man. Learning something about his family life by living in his house, one could see that he was so much loved by his wife, his daughters, They probably thought him a little bit strict, particularly his wife, but he was one of the pioneers of education for women. St. John Fisher too, though a very different man, obviously a bishop, quite an ascetic character, 
He too was part of this new learning, open to new ideas. But what is so wonderful is that when it came to it, they had the grace to see that this was wrong, they had the grace to offer their lives for it, and they had so much to lose. St. Thomas More was a great friend, a personal friend of King Henry VIII. Uh, their houses, their sort of country houses were very close on the river. Lovely stories about Henry VIII coming up to St. Thomas More's house to be entertained and walking around the garden with his hand clasped around St. Thomas More's neck, drawing him close like a real bosom chum. And yet, as we know, when it came to it, he was willing to sacrifice his friend. I think we should pray to these two saints and ask for their, their help in these very difficult times when we too are faced with all sorts of challenges to our faith. Let's ask them for the gift to be generous in giving our lives as Christ did and the martyrs did for us, but always to be open to new ideas, to pray to the Holy Spirit for guidance, not to be narrow-minded in our zeal for the faith, but to combine these two wonderful qualities of, of zeal for the true faith and a wonderful breadth of vision for what God is doing in our time. St. John Fisher, St. Thomas More, and all the martyrs and saints of England and Wales pray for us. Thank you.